Hello there! Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Brayden. My name is Will. And this is a podcast called Beyond the Ball, where the two of us endeavor to read the entirety of the in-game Pokedex from the Pokemon series of video games, one Pokemon at a time. We are back in the new year uh, once again. Uh, we're actually recording this not very long after our last recording, uh, so yeah, the last episode we recorded the day New Year's Eve, and now we're recording this the day after New Year's Day. So we are we are still fresh into that into that New Year energy. Um, what is your uh, resolution for the year? Oh no, I oh. completely forgot about resolutions. Uh, I I didn't really make it either. Yeah, I I may need to uh to make a list. Yeah. Uh, none of the ones that I can think of are particularly interesting to people other than myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's I'm fair. going to learn to play the drums. Ooh, that is yeah. my resolution. That's good. That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna do this podcast as much as I can. I That's guess. a solid resolution as well. Do you know an easy one given my track record so far, but <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep at it. Um Yeah, uh speaking of the new year, uh we should uh we should reveal our, oh, our yeah, Pokemon our, of our, the year. Who is the baby of the year? Yeah, we did not do that last episode uh, when we t- definitely said we were going to. Uh, so I-, I hope you've been waiting eagerly with and with, with bated breath. I hope you've been been making guesses and theories this entire week. Um, our 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 nominees are many all of, all the Pokemon we talked about this year. Um, and I thought you were going to read them all for a moment there. No, I could, um, but I won't. Yeah, probably shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the idea that our listeners have like a cork board with red string, trying to determine what our Pokemon of the year is going to be. Mm. Yeah, tell us, uh, tell us who you thought we were going to pick. Um, anyway, wh- what a, why don't you, why don't you start? Well, who is your Pokemon be- Beyond the Ball Pokemon of the Year 2022? I think my 2022 Pokemon of the Year. This may be. <sighs> A little basic, a little obvious. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just obvious to me because it's my pick. Uh, it's Aegislash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was um, thinking about that in terms of just like episodes that were, were cool this year, and Aegislash was definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, the. Uh, I mean, just my... the fact that they were out and out like, yeah, this Pokemon is a human ghost. <laughs> yeah. It was. Just- just a really especially wild i definitely have some like some runners up but yeah i just in particular aegislash was was so off the map uh, yeah and i always enjoy that and just the the uh the shadow engineering and and running of like nations and rulers yeah like, there's so much God, that's so much wild so... stuff going on such um, rich world building that yeah. is so far from what is normally in the Pokedex. Delightful. Yeah. Um, where did it say here? Uh, yeah, I forgot the whole thing about like, yeah, Aegislash has basically been running the world. <laughs> yeah, it once Aegislash uses its powers to force people in Pokemon to build a kingdom to its liking, you know? Yeah. Uh, it uh, Once upon a time, a king with Aegislash ruled reigned over the land his pokemon eventually drained him of life and his kingdom fell with him how did you do that <laughs> uh you know yeah. you can't keep it no you can't bring it with you you build an amazing kingdom and then you dash it away like sand because yep. you're a ghost and you don't care about anything yeah yeah it's it's well yeah generations of kings were attended by these pokemon which used their spectral power to manipulate and control people and Pokemon. Nah. So, uh-huh. yeah, just wild stuff uh, for from Aegislash. Uh, that was a that was a great episode. Um, my Pokemon of the year for Beyond the Ball 2022, which I think was a pretty pretty clear clear winner for me, um, was Sneasler. Um, okay, I because I've always loved Sneasel. True. And you have a well a well uh, documented love of Sneasel. 
and I loved Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Sneasler was a was such a cool reveal, a new part about it that I thought was was just so great. Um, and it's yeah, like uh, I mean, we, that whole episode was like a combination with with Hisui and Sneasel as well. Um, and you know, they only had like a one entry, so you uh-huh. know, there wasn't a lot to dig into. But the vibes were just so so choice, so on point. Just the so whole right. look, everything about it. I I was so enamored with it. And of course, there's that that YouTube video of uh, the Amanda Files <laughs> playthrough. <laughs> with, with yeah, the, that's right. The the sneeze the sneezler bullying yeah. her and putting her in a basket to carry her around, which is also one of my favorite. You know. Uh, Pokemon methods of transportation yes, since you know Machamp carrying you around like a baby. So yes, also good. Um, but yeah, so Sneasler is is my my clear choice I think uh, for for Pokemon of the year. Um. Anyway, that's uh those are our two Aegislash and, and Sneasler. Um, I considered uh I considered Beware just because mm. of its. Deadly tendencies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't top you to slash. There were some good ones. We, uh, I mean, the Bulbasaur episodes were fun because we got to do them with Callie. Uh, True, yeah. but the the Pokemon itself was not. Yeah, quite the entries as, were were not so a little a little lacking. Um, Clay doll was weird. Uh, we did we did you know Mewtwo and Mew. Um, yeah, uh, that that was fun, but. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna press on though, and and you know drum up more candidates for Pokemon of the Year 2023, um, because we're still in the middle of the Fennekin family, the 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 magical little fire foxes, and we did Brakeson last last week, and now we're gonna talk about its final form, Delphox, <laughs> number 655. The Fox Pokemon still, um, no changes. All the way through. Yeah, which I feel like we see sometimes happen, but I feel like it's more often the other way around. Usually it changes at yeah. some point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's gone from a little fox to a little stage magician to a full-fledged <laughs> wizard. Yeah, I was um, gonna say it's it's doing real magic now. This is this is the real stuff. Um, what did because uh, uh, yeah, Brakeson had the wand stuck in its tail, and now yep. the wand seems to just be always out uh, and always alight, a flame um, with 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 the burning burning magic, um, but with the burning and so on, and. Yeah, it it's taller. It's it's much it's much bigger. It's gone from it was like three foot thirty two pounds for now it is four foot eleven and eighty six pounds. So full on like humanoid average average person size almost range. I guess as average kid range. Yeah, eighty six pounds is pretty light. That's pretty light. Um, but you know, um, yeah, child sized, child sized. Um, Certainly going to be like on par with many of the ten-year-old trainers it's running around with. Yes, absolutely. Um, or bigger, as you know, because Pokemon vary in size. So there, there could be like some six-foot, seven-foot Delphoxes out there. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, some of these images look like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, it's uh, so it's still still got the humanoid form. It's kind of traded in the kind of like schoolgirl dress that it had as Brakeson for like wizard's robes I was gonna say um, it's, it looks much more like robes it's all fur but it's kind of hanging down from its forearms and mm-hmm. and draped uh there's a lot of it over like its legs so like looks looks very robe like um it's got more it's it's its hands and feet are more like distinctly clawed um the the, the dark red which wasn't really a part of its color scheme before has now kind of popped up on its sleeves and, and lower kind of robe legs. It's got these like flame pattern, like knee pads on the robe on the robe. So it's kind of got this like design to it. But other than that, it's still got the, the red, uh, well, the, the yellow and the white and the, the, no- the, the orange nose is there and the, um, 
the big tufts of fire-shaped hair coming out of its fennec fox ears has uh, definitely increased in size as well. I was going to say, I think it's just been a consistently growing tuft from from, uh, stage to stage. Yeah, Fennec hit the breaks and it kind of narrowed and and lengthened, and now it seems to kind of have have spread out and widened a bit. Um, Now it's all over the place. Yeah. Still got that tail, I guess, coming out. Like the back of its little like, robe, um, yeah, and it's got the the stick still, which seems to be bigger. I guess I don't know if it's the same stick, but it's also uh, on fire, and I'm not sure where it keeps it when it's not uh, wielding it. Um, I need to look at some more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, it, it its fur looks much more like robes now. Maybe it's just got some little sort of pocket in its robe, so to speak. Yeah, or just like in its sleeve, even like. Yeah, it was able to keep it in its tail before, and it's got you know more fur than it did. Then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's stealth fox. Yeah, tons tons of uh, voluminous fur. Is that the right term? I think that's accurate. Yes, voluminous, uh, flowing. Yeah, there's just like a lot of a lot of fur particularly around the arms and legs to give it that robe-like look. Um, yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like, I I feel like, I guess, yeah, it's a fire and psychic type now, which I'm not sure I said. Um, so it's it's got this, this magic uh, wizard thing going on, which I feel like you don't... I like s- that they sort of sowed the seeds of that in the first one by being like, yeah, it likes to eat... Uh, twigs, and then in the second one, they're like, yeah, you know, now sometimes it carries the twig around instead, and then now they're like, surprise, it was a wizard the whole time. <laughs> we got you. Yep, you had no idea. You just thought you know it was how eating... wizards eat wands for food yeah, when they're totally. small. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, I don't know that. Well, um, little known wizard fact. Little known wizards, um, <laughs> Fennekin. But yeah, it's uh, I feel like I'm trying to think of like the uh, the starter Pokemon evolution chains we had up to this point, and I don't think we ever had anything this kind of like mystical before, mm. um, like just a straight up wizard, which I think um, was very cool. So I think did that's we a fun acknowledge the fact that we've done all of the Gen One starters now? Bulbasaur, Squirtle, yeah, we've yeah, I think we, we must have mentioned it at some point, but yeah, we've we've done all those. Um, I haven't done many of the other servers, I feel like, though. Um, we did... Yeah, I guess not. Didn't we do... Did we do Totodile? No. This is bad audio. I... <laughs> none, none, none that we did this year, at least. Um, yeah, I can't I can't think of any. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's, like, a lot of, like... Uh, like, this, this generation had, you know... Uh, Ches, Chesnot and uh, Reninja, you know, the, the full-on just, just a ninja. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, uh, just, a cool, just a cool fire wizard or witch, I, I suppose. It's, uh, it's cool. I like it. Um, can you tell me what its name means, Will? I, I did not figure this out until I was uh, doing, getting the episode ready for today. And I was... Uh, amused and annoyed at how obvious it was that I did not see it. Well, I mean, yeah. It's kind of a deep cut, but like... I yeah, I would never have made the jump. The, what okay. they're what they're doing is it's Del Fox. They're just combining Fox with Delphi as in the oracle at Delphi, the right. ancient Greek. Greek oracle, yeah, Greek mythology seer. Mhm. Um so Definitely playing into the mystical aspect. Um, right. And I think, yeah, because the Oracle was all about, like, the future and, and stuff. Yeah, like seeing the future, predicting the future. Yeah. Which maybe we'll see, but... Um, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that's a pretty pretty cool combination, actually. I think, yeah, Del Fox and is also, fun. Yeah, as you say, pretty straightforward, right? Like, Delphi, yeah. Fox, Del Fox. Del Fox. Right there. Easy. Um, what else we got, though? The Japanese name is Mahoxi, which uh, may be a combination of Madoshi, which means mage, 
Maho, magic, fox, and foxy. Mahoxy. Mahoxy. So the magic foxy mage fox. fox. Yeah. The magic fox that is also foxy. Yeah, I find that um, most foxes are indeed foxy. Are indeed um, quite foxy, yes. And most mages are often magical. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, some unnecessary the... redundancies in that name, maybe. Well, at least in our, uh, you know, branching out of it, because you know it could be it could be one or the other on on either. Right, I mean, they're saying maybe a combination of any of these things. I guess when you throw a Y at the end of Oxy, that that's yeah, that's Foxy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, right. Not um, sure why else the Y would be there. Yeah, uh, Mahoxy. Um, kind of kind of weird doesn't really flow off the tongue for me um, but uh, but I do like this next one which is German Phenexis from yeah. Fennec Fennec Fox and Hex which is a witch yeah Phenexis Phenexis that's a cool name yeah it's got like it sounds like Nexus it's this like this it feels very much like a final form Mm, yeah super wizard that's gonna blast me with fire super so, fire wizard i wonder what was uh german breaks in was rutana what was what was fennekin though it was uh finks mm. okay so it's gone from finks to Phenexis. i like that love, love the x's um and then uh french uh having some fun i think here <laughs> French is Goupelin. Goupelin from Goupil, meaning fox, and Goblin, meaning goblin. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a fox goblin. Interesting choice. Uh, Which, what maybe does goblin, goblin has, mean to you, French people? Yeah, maybe it has a slightly different connotation in French. Uh, it's more just like, you know, magic, like, monster beast thing, but... Uh, I don't know. When French people say they're going goblin mode, it means something different. <laughs> it means they're going to burn their house down and look <laughs> into the future. Hmm. Goblin. A fox goblin. Fox goblin. goblin. Fox. Which is too tall, um, yeah. for one thing. Um, too regal. Not yeah. goblin-y enough. Not, Not conventionally green. unattractive enough. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but yeah, uh, France. I guess maybe, maybe didn't care for this one as much. <laughs> Trying too hard. It's a goblin. It's just a goblin. Just a trumped up goblin. <laughs> um, and yeah, the uh, the Korean here just just changing a, a letter from, yeah, from right. Japan. No longer F- fixing their their. Uh, ambiguity maybe yeah instead of mahoxy in korean it's mafoxy which is just (laughs) taking the japanese name and making it sound slightly better actually making it sound a lot more on the nose really yeah yeah (laughs) uh finally then yeah the chinese name mandarin and cantonese yahuo honghu or yufo so they're combining Yao, or Yu, which is a fox spirit, Huo Hong, or Fu Hong, which is fiery red, and Hong Hu, or Hong Hu, which is red. Sorry, move this. Red fox. Ah, yes. Um, so yeah, it's a fiery red, red fox, fox spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of overlap there. Yeah, we got we got double red and double fox, which is appropriate because it's got even more red than than its previous forms and looks even more d- fiery. Double double the fox. Double, double the, the fox, red. Double the red. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. Fox spirit with red fox fiery. Red. I like that they have a I like the they they threw in the term fiery red into into one one word here. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's fun. But yeah, that's uh, that's Delphox. Um, it's uh, it's foxy. It's fiery, and it's a goblin. 
it's, a, it's a foxy fiery goblin uh wizard wizard and, witch oracle oracle yeah and yeah we uh we don't have a lot of entries again we don't even have a a, a website blurb uh, not a blurb to be found so we uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our best here um i did watch uh a fair bit of the anime with, with Del Fox. Um, nothing too nuts, um, except for the, the clip I showed you. I was going to say, he showed me something pretty interesting. <laughs> from uh, the episode, uh, what was it? Appet- an Appetite for Battle. Um, yeah, which is, evidently. Aside from this Del Fox um, bit, uh, definitely not one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> um it's uh, mostly revolved around uh, shaming Chespin for eating too much and getting fat and unable to battle. Rude. Uh, yeah. But don't don't worry. When it's fighting Del Fox, Clemont realizes that its round belly makes it easier to roll to Jodge, and so it just keeps rolling until it gets back in shape when it's like, oh, now it's back to its regular form, so it can do an actual tackle at Ooh. full speed now. It's like, wow, okay. This was after um, he had tried to build a treadmill for it um, after it lost a couple battles because it ate too many macarons, uh, but it ran away uh, to go eat more macarons. Yeah, maybe it just doesn't want to fight battles for you and would rather eat macarons. Yeah, that's what I would have liked to think, but but of course this is Pokemon anime, and in the end it does want to fight battles and and prove itself to its trainer. Uh, But yeah... um, not not my favorite uh, moral messaging from a Pokemon episode. What was your favorite message in um, this episode, Brayden? My favorite message is that uh, you have to tell Pokemon not to harm other human beings when they <laughs> leap into the middle of a Pokemon battle. <laughs> Which, you know, you shouldn't jump into the middle of an ongoing Pokemon battle. That's just common sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Chespin is battling a Delphox, which... Um, this, this whole thing was ill-advised from the beginning. Yeah, um, true. Uh, and uh, naturally, Chespin is uh, getting its butt just entirely kicked. Um, and Inflamed. Clement sees the battle, comes across the battle happening. Don't ask why Chespin's battling without him. Um, this this I old was lady, curious. Who, this old lady who fed it macarons, uh, convinced it to battle for her, so she could win an argument with her husband who has a Del Fox. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's everybody uh, is just treating Del, uh, treating Chespin wrong. Right, um, and this is this is uh, her trying to get the husband, uh, old man, to apologize uh, for also body shaming her for eating too much soup the other night. It's like, gosh. It's yeah, it's uh, it's an awful, awful episode. <laughs> um, and that old anyway. man was like, "No, I'll never apologize. Let's have a Pokemon battle about it." Yeah, well, he actually he did bring a he did buy, buy a cake for her as an apology after the um, that he had bought before the battle that he was gonna do no matter what. But they they wanted uh, okay. to goose it up or whatever. Uh, anyway, they're, of course they're, they're gonna goose it. Chess just, just fights the. The Del Fox, and it's about to get flamethrowered into oblivion. Um, and Clemont, who's been watching the battle from the bushes, um, assuming that Chessman doesn't want to be his Pokemon anymore, um, which is maybe rightfully so, uh, but Chessman, that is not the case. Chessman's just hungry all the time. Um, anyway, Clemont leaps into the battle to to block the, the flamethrower from hitting Chessman. And uh, don't worry, he has he has gadgets. So this this he's got this like hand on like a robot tentacle that comes out of his backpack that blocks the flames. Um, but he he's he basically you know puts himself in harm's way to protect Chespin, um, as as a gout of flame is just going at him from from this Delphox. And the the Delphox's trader notices and is like, whoa, hey, stop, stop, Delphox. And Delphox is like almost annoyed and like that was it there was a look of like disdain on its face for sure yeah and and like after a second you know then it stops it's like oh okay i won't i won't burn the human being to a crisp uh so impressed with its master's display of mercy yes yes um 
you know, once once I start flamethrowering, like I I want to I want to burn something to death. <laughs> Mercy is weakness, Braden. Yep. Um, so Mercy yeah, it was just a talks. an interesting revelation for me that uh, <laughs> um, some Pokemon need to be told not to harm human beings, um, even though they are, you know, tamed and you know battling for Supposedly. another human being. So. That was that was kind of wild to see, and you know, certainly not all Delphoxes have the same personality, but but maybe a look into their kind of vibes, uh, perhaps. Yeah, uh, right. Which is a little more, a little more arrogant, perhaps a little more haughty. Um, it is interesting that apparently, you know, Ash could be walking down the street and be like, "Pikachu, kill that guy!" Yeah, and he'd be yeah. like, "All right, sounds yeah. good." There's this kind of, you know flimsy like moral pretense to, to all of pokemon that we just that po- p- people just don't do that um right like it's we're all just honor we're system. all walking around with like you know six loaded guns strapped to our belts and yeah just we know we're not using them but uh, we're all walking around with our pet gods yeah that we yeah. can use to kill each other but we don't and you know the five foot tall like you know fire wizards that, yeah. that obey our commands yeah. it's like yeah anyway um that that's what I got for for the anime corner with with Delphox. I mean, there there's that other person, Ariana, who or Aria, I think, uh, who has a Delphox that she she does like showcase performances with. Um, which you know, it's it's still got the it can still do the magician thing, you know, but it's also like an actual wizard now. So there's that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 Delphox. Yeah. I guess speaking to the the kind of uh, almost more a little more arrogance to it, it, the the eyes seem to have narrowed ever so slightly yeah. from from Brakeson. They've still got the same kind of basic shape, but they're just a little more looks like it's like a little more smug, maybe. Yeah, um, haughty. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's our that's our phase one Delphox. Facts. I guess we got here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break and then uh, dive into what what little uh, substance we can for for entries here. Yes, we're going to dive into this shallow pool right yes. after this. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> and we're back for episode one hundred and eighty of Beyond the Ball with Del Fox, the fire psychic type fox pokemon we've got two entries um what, what do you think wealth. what do you think about that will <laughs> i think that del fox has and the entire you know fennekin line have been uh mistreated in this way mm-hmm. uh i like i like them quite a bit I more feel like they should have shown up in more games more xy starters in, in pokemon games please yeah what the heck What's going on? X and Y starters were good. We had Greninja and Smash. Come on. Yeah. What the heck? Um, And I'm gonna we're gonna get to Greninja and be like, we got two entries for the most popular Pokemon. No. Well, that'll have a bunch of trophy information probably too, and all. Uh, Oh yeah, from being a fighter. But still, at least we'll be able to fill it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Also uh, worth noting, you know, X and Y, the Pokemon that introduced Mega Evolutions, no Mega Evolutions for for its starter Pokemons. They have to give you, you know, uh, a Kanto starter, a Bulbasaur, Squirtle, or Charmander. That's a pretty weird choice. Yeah. Um, maybe they were planned for Pokemon Z, which never actually happened or something. But <laughs> uh, definitely a bummer and definitely another... That's a very strange choice. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, you know, Sun and Moon, like, the starters had their, their unique Z-moves. Um, yeah. We got the unique Gigantamax forms for right. the, the Sword and Shield starters. The, right, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with the Terra types in Scarlet and Violet, but there's maybe something going on there, too. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, all that to say, two entries is all we got. Let's read the first one. All right, X version. It gazes into the flame at the tip of its branch to achieve a focused state, which allows it to see into the future. Okay. 
Uh, so that that whole Delphi connection was not done casually. Yeah, it was uh, quite quite literally an oracle. Um, I can see the future in its fire after achieving a focused state, which is an yeah, interesting. Yeah, I achieve a focused state sometimes, and I don't see in the future. What the well, heck? Maybe you're not really focused. I guess um, not. I should stare at more fires. Yeah. <laughs> or not. I don't really want to see into the future, to be honest. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible power to have. Yeah. Um, one other Pokemon that we uh, had had such uh, had similar abilities was Espeon. Um, Ruby and Sapphire said that it is said that this Pokemon developed its precognitive powers to protect its trainer from harm. Um, not sure if that's why Delphox developed its uh, precognitive powers, but... I have my doubts about that. Yeah. And Espeon seemed to be like, it's it's like, it's fur could like detect like minute changes in the air currents right. to predict things, yeah. which is wild, but it's also probably less, less psychic feeling. Right. Right. And maybe more uh, applicable to battle. Cause I feel like, mm, yeah, I guess there is the, the, the move future sight, which, uh, does, does something useless. could could work for for Delphox here, but oh, I, wait, I no, was... is Future Sight the one that like does damage in like two turns or something like that? Yeah, deals damage, but does not hit until two turns after the move is used, um, even if the Pokemon is switched. Um, so it's like, oh, so and so foresaw an attack. Yeah, so there's that. I guess I, I was gonna say, you know, taking time to to look at your stick and get into a focused state. Um, to see the, the future doesn't the seem that handy, but I guess if you're using that particular move, then uh, you're probably okay. Did we... Okay, quick sidebar. No. You uh, reminded me of this by talking about Espeon. Have you seen... There's a thing going around on TikTok. I've seen at least a couple of videos where um, people have taken... Well, actually, okay. I need to explain two different memes to get here. <laughs> there's that there's people have been posting a lot of videos of cats and it's like a gregorian chant of like different demon names yes yes like, yeah I Satanas, you know those you saw those. yeah uh well someone has made a version of that song but with all the evolutions i don't know oh. if you've seen that no i have not i'll have to check that I'll, out I'll, I'll send you a video after we record but yeah someone made a a cover of of that song but it's like umbreon <laughs> espion vaporeon it's very good that's that's great. That's great. Are they all? Do the cats all fit the names to some extent? Probably not. Uh, I've seen a couple different videos where they're using it. One was just somebody showing off the cool uh, art that they had made out of Pokemon cards. Another uh, one was someone redrawing silly cats as evolutions. Okay, okay, okay. That's fun. Um, TikTok. What do they think of next? Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, what's uh. I was thinking uh, about about Future Sight and, and, and Delphox in battle, and I realized that it has a... Its hidden ability is Magician, um, which is, I think, I believe unique to it specifically, which makes sense. Um, it says, when a, when, a, when a Pokemon with Magician hits another Pokemon with a damaging move, it will steal the held item of the Pokemon that it hit. Um, <laughs> which... Uh, that's i feel like sounds more like pickpocket than yeah. magician but sure like oh where where's your card it's behind my ear now <laughs> like <laughs> not there's a quarter behind your ear and it's mine now <laughs> yeah like i feel like I'm, I'm a little surprised there's no like thief abilities that are basically this uh, this exact thing right i would think so hmm. i feel like there might be a an actual move move that does this or has a chance to do this yeah like a dark type move but maybe like just like consumes or, or like, like knocks it down or something like but there, yeah but there's, there's definitely attacks that will steal Mug and or, mess with yeah. their abilities yeah. but yeah i feel like maybe uh a pokemon designer got robbed by a magician at some point and <laughs> <laughs> taking out or, the frustration yeah, the right. blocks, yeah. somebody distracted them with some magic and then picked their pocket yeah um, oh, apparently, I think Klefki can also have the hidden ability uh, magician, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess so does Hoopa as well, but but Klefki, yeah, that makes that makes sense. It's going to steal your keys. Yes, um, true. We do know this about Klefki. 
Have we done? We haven't done Klefki yet. We just keep did talking we? about it. Did we? I thought we did because there we was a whole do. thing about how it collected keys. Right, we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, there it is. Okay, Klefki. Yeah, we did. It's uh, there's a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> there's a lot of Pokemon. We've done a lot of episodes of this show, and we've barely scratched the surface of all of the Pokemon. We're getting there. I say we something to remind ourselves. I, I would say we have definitely scratched the surface. The like, surface has been scratched. Yes, it's true. We're we like one eighth of the way there. Uh, we're getting to cutting the surface, and then we will slash the surface. Um, yes, work, right. work our way up to, to hyper beating the surface. We'll seismic toss the surface. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, okay. okay. Delphox gazes into the flame at the tip of its branch to achieve a focused state. Um, I'm going to assume it's not eating branches anymore. It's using it as this... It's uh, using them to see the future. As a, as a spell, as a magical focus. Um, yeah, and, and sees the future, which is uh, scary. Uh, that a Pokemon yeah, can do that. Again, definitely something that makes me feel a little bit weird about keeping this as just like, yeah, this is my Pokemon. It can see the future. Yep. Um, like, you should probably let it go do whatever it wants, you know? I... Well, if it's hanging out with me, then uh, I must yeah. be a part of that future, it you know? It must have a reason. Yeah, yeah. true, true. De- determinism is real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Uh, boy, yeah, watch uh, watch out for this one. Um, it knows things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how much time it spends, like, future gazing, or, like, you know, how complete its knowledge of the future is. Are we looking at a, yeah. like... Garnet from Steven Universe type deal. Are we looking at a you know Doctor Strange? Right. Uh, where's where does the where's the line? Which I'd maybe lends to itself to its maybe more a little more arrogant, a little more a little more haughty, like yeah, we were talking about. True. Um, you get you it, get that kind of know it all, uh, right? Stick going with your always acting like with your know it all stick. Because <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the know it all stick stick. Yeah. Oh boy. Ugh. Um, Ugh. <laughs> feels good to do a podcast. <laughs> 2023 with my best friend. Feels Will. good to do puns. <laughs> Always rewarding. Yeah. Um. Man. Del Fox. Okay. Cool. Uh. Not. I think we've covered this entry as, yes. as best we yes. could. Yes. It can see into the future. Wow. Incredible. Focused state by staring at fires. Staring at fires, you know, I don't know if it would, I would say it puts me in a focused state, but it definitely kind of hypnotizes me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's easy to look at, look at fire for a long time. Um, unless the smoke gets in your eyes, but yeah. yeah. Delvox does it too. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Let's, let's keep going. Y version says using psychic power. It generates a fiery vortex of 5,400 degrees Fahrenheit, incinerating foes swept into this whirl of flame. Wow. Holy smokes. Uh, Evocative. Uh, Incinerate. Uh, Yeah, it's not going to be good, Braden. You're not going to like it. Destroy, parentheses, something, especially waste material, by burning. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Delphox thinks you're waste material. Yeah, you have no role in its future, so mm-hmm. you can be swept away. It has seen your future, and it is to burn. In a fiery vortex of 5,400 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and now we're going to play the classic beyond the ball game of uh, how, hot, how is that? hot is that? <laughs> and we get the same how answer that we always do, which is like, ah, you know, that's confusing. Heat is weird. How hot is 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit? It's 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> uh, hmm. The, okay. How hot is the surface of the sun? Uh-huh, uh-huh, which is uh-huh. 5,778 degrees Kelvin, which is the same as okay. Fahrenheit, right? But No, not at all. Well, it's... <laughs> I don't think so. I think no. Kelvin is oh is Kelvin closer is closer to Celsius. to Celsius, yeah. Um, so it's I think nine thousand, almost ten thousand degrees Fahrenheit. So half the heat 
of the surface of the, of surface the, sun. Of the sun. Sure. That seems... That, that'll incinerate most anything, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. I, my, my closest point of reference is like, yeah, I cook, uh, I bake in, in an oven that I keep at around 425 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, bakes bread in, in 15 minutes. So the five, the four, that 400 degrees is just like pocket change on top of the 5,000 degrees. You know, yeah. it's yeah. just like so far outside of the range of yeah. what is reasonable or acceptable to be yeah. doing. Delphox. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, the the EPA says uh, thermal destruction of most organic compounds occurs between uh, 1100 degrees and 1200 degrees Fahrenheit. And so we most, are in healthy incineration range. Yeah, most hazardous waste incinerators are operated at 980 or 1,200 degrees Celsius, or, yeah, 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit to 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit, so... So you would not even last a a moment in this fiery vortex, you know? Like, you are dust in the wind in a a split second. And this this whirling vortex of flame... um, Which, by the way... Generated using psychic power. ...is being generated using psychic power, which is a very weird distinction to make, because... They never talk about how Pokemon are creating fire in any other fire no, Pokemon yeah. entries. But this one, they're like, okay, but this time, for sure, it's psychic power. <laughs> Wait, did Flareon have the, the, the flame sack yes, that, that we've talked so much? Flareon has okay. a flame sack. This is they, true. They do That's it a good occasionally. Point. They do occasionally um, give us a source of the flame. I gotta find that entry again. It has it has a flame chamber inside its body, is, oh, is what Yellow says. Um... I'm I not... think flame sack no, 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 came no, no. up in an entry. <laughs> yeah, Diamond of Pearl says it, it has a flame sack in its body. Um, its body temperature tops 1,650 degrees Fahrenheit, and it can blow, it can inhaled air is heated in the flame sack in its body to an intense fire of over 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So 3,000 seems uh, to be the upper again, limit Flareon. for Flareon. But Delphox says you get some psychic power amping that up, and we can double incinerate just about any organic thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Woof. Okay. And it does this. It does this to foes. It incinerates foes. Uh, yes, it sure does. Which, uh, you know, like there's only, I mean, uh, the Pokedex has shown us there's a plethora of ways to say murder without using the word murder. But <laughs> incinerate is one of them. Incinerate is one of them. Uh, Woof, fiery vortex. You do um, not survive getting incinerated. I am sorry. No, you don't. And hey, you know, it can see the future. It was probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, depending on what Delphox's goals and motivations are, yeah. Right? Sure. Either, but also... Either it was for the best or you stood in Delphox's way, uh, you know, pre- preventing whatever Machiavellian uh, future site plans it had. Yeah, and who knows if all Delphox are seeing the same futures, maybe they can Whoa. interfere with each other. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, like once once you once you introduce future vision, there's there's well, I can't too many questions. That we've come this far into this episode that has future vision at it, in it and not uh, talked about Dune. Um, oh yeah. Cuz as soon as you were like, I wonder if they all see the same vision, and I was like, yeah, there could be different futures. That would be cool. And then it's like, I'm just talking about dude. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, how hot were the sandworms? You know what? It is cool, also. I was right. It was cool. Yeah. Internally, the sandworm is a massive furnace producing almost unimaginable heat. Wait, what? Since when? I didn't know that. Remember that? When they would, like, open their maw and you would see inside, it's like this burning inferno for the, for the sandworms? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Oh, but I've gosh. also only read the first book, so... I feel like that was in in the first book, um, but initiated. It might be. Yeah. It might be, and I'm just forgetting about it. I can't see a good temperature estimate though on on them. Maybe maybe uh, maybe they got rid of. Brayden. Yeah, unimaginable. I suppose. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they got uh, rid of degrees measurements in the yeah in, those in the good the old Butlerian of, jihad. Say, those went the way of the the Butlerian jihad. They, they yeah. took those. The computers took them with. 
Yeah, alas. Mentats can't figure that one out. Yeah, they, they can't wrap their heads around temperature. And you know what? I don't blame them, because neither can I. Yeah, as, as we've displayed on this show. Um, <laughs> Every time it comes up. <laughs> yeah, not even Mentats or Will and Braden can comprehend the, the unknowable power of, of and heat. we've been getting Mentat training since we were very young, so. Yeah. Um, anyway... That's our that's our Dune minute. Our first our first Dune talk of, of 2023. Yeah, we made it one episode into 2023. <laughs> Congratulations um, to you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted this. Oh, if you man. didn't want to hear us talk about Dune, then you would have stopped listening to this podcast <laughs> by now, surely. Obviously. Um. Okay. Well. Despite having two entries, I feel like we've got a lot to work with for for our entry here. Mm, yes. Um, um, the, the yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The the searing seer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the the incisive incinerator is, is um, the uh, hmm. the the prognosticating pyromancer. Yes. Perfect. Um, this prognosticating pyromancer, um, can see the future, and if it doesn't want you in it, can see the future and will remove you from it (laughs) easily. If it so chooses. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. This prognosticating pyromancer can see the future and will remove you from it easily if it so chooses. Um, great. Terrifying. Um, not really, really not where I was expecting to, to, to reach by the end of, uh, this, this chain. Uh, no, no. Cute little I... fox baby. Um, Fun little drama club magician, uh, all the way to horrifying prognosticating pyromancer. Yes, yeah, yes. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, humanity. Hmm. So it's the most it is, it's the closest to human size, probably yes, closest to human size, standing like a human, almost looking dressed like a human. But surpassing human capabilities by a lot. Yeah, so. I was going to say, being able to see the future doesn't really give it any human points. If we had anything about it, like, creating plans with its future visions or anything like mm. that, you know? But yeah. it's like, I don't know what it does with that knowledge, and it, it doesn't seem... So I don't think it gets any human stuff for that. The only thing we know that it does for sure is it achieves a focus state, looks into the future, incinerates foes. Incinerates foes. So... <laughs> Make of that what you will, I suppose. Um, so I don't know. We, we gave breaks in an eight. I feel like I bump it down to a seven here, just because of the sheer power. The fact that it has like surpassed in some real ways. Yeah, I buy that. Okay, okay, seven. Deadliness, which gotta go up. Was I think at a three for Fennekin and a four for Breakson is definitely up to like a six or a seven, maybe. I think a seven, at least. Um, I, 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 I could maybe back see an eight, as even. usual, because of its uh, lack of information about it being a, a danger, you know? Yeah, but the fact, well, it says specifically that it incinerates foes, and incinerate has a very specific meaning, and... That's true. Foes That's true. are living beings, typically. Right, which, yes. And also, I feel like... There's not a lot of organic beings. I mean, sure, Pokemon World, there's, there's a lot going on, but standing up to that high of a temperature seems, seems impossible for most. Pretty, pretty tough. So I, I, I was I was leaning towards an eight, maybe. Um, I, I think I'm just because I'm not. There's only it, two entries. And it doesn't roam the lands murdering people willy nilly, as far and as like, we know. And setting like trees on fire just by walking around. So okay, right, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I can, I can that, see that's that, my so. that's my thought. Is it's it's not a wanton murderer like Gengar Haunter, right? Um, right. So we can't give it full marks. But yes, uh, I think that still leaves room for an eight. If uh, I mean five thousand degrees, 
Yeah. It's got a death beam. It's got a death ray. It's got right. a death ray, like right. all the time, at easy access. So, so but maybe I, it's maybe it's not running into that many foes that it that it deems you know incinerate. <laughs> yeah, worthy of incineration. Yeah, un- <laughs> unlike uh, Clement from from Pokemon. What did I just? <laughs> what did I just watch? Oh, Callie and I were rewatching that stupid Shadow and Bone show on Netflix, and oh. there's a part where one character who is uh, basically immortal says to another who is mortal i don't have to kill you time will do it for you for me oh. which is a very uh punchy line it's it's very good uh but i imagine that that del fox could have a similar like i don't need to incinerate you because i know your future and you're right. no threat to me yeah your, your time is, is limited anyway maybe yeah. foolish um, mortal foolish mortal uh so I, th- I think i think i think a seven actually fits pretty well given the not super obviously violent nature of it yeah despite its very very lethal power um let's think of seven works there uh now pet worthiness i've been thinking um a, a bit about this and with this specific pokemon or pet worthiness writ large writ large um after after our last episode because we always fall into this uh this problem of the more human it is the, the less, less we want, pet worthy it the is. The less, the less good pet it makes. So I, I was thinking, what if we change this to like the companionship scale? Like, mm, how good of like yeah. a partner is this? How good right. is this someone you want to hang out with? And we and, take away the sort of loaded terminology of pet, right? Which, which doesn't really fit that well with Pokemon anyway. They're yeah, always just, kind of portrayed as as partners more. Yeah, despite there are you know some that are indeed just pets um, that yeah. don't battle and just hang out. Yeah. Um, but still, uh, seem to be operating with about that level of like intelligence or whatever. There's a range, but yeah, I but think even, that, but I even, like that change that. Yeah. Cause that the Mr. Mime that hangs out with Ash's mom doesn't, well, it does battle a little bit here and there, but it's mainly his stepdad. Yeah. His stepdad <laughs> could be considered a pet, but like it helps around the house and it's like very, very human. Like it feels weird to call it a pet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Given it's, it's role in that, in that, in that household. So companion companion, do we, do we call it this the companionship scale? Is that, is that working title? That makes sense for now. All right. Let's, let's, let's do that. Need be. 2023. We're, we're turning over new leaves. Yeah. We um, can change this podcast whenever we want to. Yeah, you can't do anything you about can't it. Stop us. You could, you could email us or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> um. So with that in mind, what's the companionship level of Delphox? I gotta say, just speaking personally, I don't want to make any too broad statements here, but for me, I feel like I would be uncomfortable being mm-hmm. around an entity that could see the future because yeah. I feel like I would be constantly looking to Delphox to see how it reacted to things or, you know what I mean? Well, and I just the... feel like I would have a hard time living in the present almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like that episode of Steven universe where Garnet explains exactly. her future vision to Steven and he freaks out, has a uh, complete meltdown. I would ex- probably existential also crisis. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Here's the difference between Garnet and Delphox, though. Delphox has to achieve a focus state. This is it's a, this mm. is an active thing yeah. that it does. It That's it looks point. into the future. It's not always seeing the future um, at a, at, a, at a constant pace. So I feel like that that kind of dampens it down a little bit. Um, but who I knows how often would, it's doing it? Right, know? and it's like, am I gonna? And how, be, who knows how much it can see when it when it does do it? So. Am I gonna be tempted to like ask it stuff or like, I don't know. I feel like it's a kind of a classic like would you rather style question of like if you could know exactly when you were gonna die, would you n- want to know? And it's mm-hmm. like my answer to that question has always been no, absolutely not. I don't want to know that. Yeah. But then it's like if Del Fox was right there. Right. And I could I, ask, and it might reasonably tell me that I might be tempted. Right. All right. And then I might then, be upset. <laughs> cause, yeah, because then you're like, okay, well, do I try to change this now? And Yeah, uh, right. And then, and then, and then, then I then get into it. Then I bring it about, inevitably, and it's a right. whole sort of... Uh, Shakespearean tragedy. Exactly. Exactly. Who, no, nobody needs that. Um, 
So this but, is okay. the, the convoluted storyline of me and my pet Delphox, or my, <laughs> com, my companion Delphox. Yes, yes, please, me. we just did this. <laughs> it's not the preferred nomenclature, dude. <laughs> um. Okay, but yeah, future future just it is it is cool. It does walk around with with an open flame. Uh, a little dangerous a little on a regular regular basis. It seems sure. like. Um. But it's yeah, it's just it's very intense, you know. Um. Yes. Intense heat, intense energy, intense vibes. Like, Future can vision? you can you match the energy of Delphox? I don't know that I can. Yeah. But if you could, I could see it being a, a pretty cool companion. Probably easy to take care of, like, because it can probably just take care of itself pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, maybe it takes care of you, yeah. even. Take uh, care of me, Delphox. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's uh, what did we we gave we gave breaks in a five, and I'm kind of leaning. Well, we gave it a five in pet worthiness. Maybe that goes up um, for the companionship now. now. But um, I'm feeling similar. I'm feeling kind of middle of the road here. Yes, we're still we're still figuring out uh, what the companionship scale means. But yeah, I think honestly, See, what's throwing me off is I'm like a being like this that can put out that kind of intense flame and see the future. It's like, you're powerful enough that I feel like it's up to you whether you want me to be your companion. You yeah, know? Like, like, why are you hanging out with me? Why do you need me to tell you to use Ember or whatever? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know what's going to happen if you don't. Right. Do it. Right. And I guess presumably it's because you were telling it to use Ember when it was a Fennekin. And yeah, that, and that bond like, has been established, this is, maybe. This is what I know. This is um, the way. I guess, yeah. What is what is my companionship score, Del Fox? What? You... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think middle of the road is good because it's like it, it probably just kind of depends on on whether you can, uh, you know, take the heat, as it were. Which you know, it, it depends for everybody to some extent for for all all, all Pokemon. So it's kind of hard to to put that as a firm number. But we are we are committed to to scaling pokemon with solid numbers on this yes. podcast for some reason yes so let's uh let's no let's do a back. five i guess uh before we take too long figuring it out because um, yeah, yeah i think, I think it, it could make a great friend or it could make a, a very unsettling friend um <laughs> so or maybe both and that yeah. i think that's that puts you pretty pretty squarely in the in the middle of the road there normalize upsetting friends yeah that's Del Fox. We did it. We've um, done it again. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to us learn about this terrifying creature. Um, I was wasn't wasn't quite expecting to to be this uh, overwhelmed, but always always happy to see it on yeah, on this the, show. The final stage evolutions. They've always got a, a trick or two up their sleeves. Yeah. Um. We are going to talk about a new Pokemon next week. We're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, prognostication ourselves here. Actually, uh, it's gonna sound like this, and you can you can guess what Pokemon it is, and uh, you will find out on the next episode probably. Um, probably. Probably, I don't know. Something might come up. Who knows? Yeah, anything <laughs> could happen. Yeah. Well. Certainly, the next next episode, whether or not that's next week, uh, remains to be seen. But that's that's the plan for now, I suppose. Anyway, uh, logistics of a podcast are what everyone <laughs> listens to podcasts for. <laughs> uh, thank you again so much for listening. If you want to support our weird meandering conversations about Pokemon, uh, you can throw us some money at kofi.com/slash beyond the ball. Um, thank you to PokemonDB.net and Bulbapedia for all the useful info I grab, and uh, particularly Bulbapedia for all of the uh, dedicated anime sections they have on, on their Pokemon mm, pages, so I know what yeah. episodes to go go seek out and uh, be upset by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And, if it uh, weren't for you, Bulbapedia, how, do, how would we upset Brayden every week? Yeah, someone's got to do it. Um. And thank you to Partyfish Media, of course, which is our podcast network of choice that we are a member of. You can find out more 
about them and their other shows at partyfish.media. We uh, we must we must go. Um, we it must is, away. It is it is fate has determined that this episode must end now. Uh, I have seen my future, and it involves me baking a quiche right now. Ooh. Let's uh, let's not waste any time then. Um, my name is Brayden. My name is Will. Go beyond the ball. Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.